Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Studio Sweden Headphones. This year, I committed to better quality all around. I love some good sound, and I am absolutely obsessed with my Studio Sweden Regent headphones. I wear them to record each and every conversation I have with the incredible guests you have on this podcast, and I snagged a pair of the Trey headphones for my husband for Christmas. He is in luck. We also have a special discount for you, Radiant 15, that you can use over at Studio Sweden to grab your a pair of their rockin' headphones. So I've linked that up in the show notes and it's businesses like Studio Sweden that bring the Radiant Podcast to you. So go show them some love. Hey guys, welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I know that we have had a few weeks off, but we are back at it, providing you with some amazing guests this holiday season and in the new year ahead. Today we have Polly Payne joining us. She is the founder of Horatio Printing and a total girl boss. I love how she balances strategy with the wisdom of God. So I really can't wait for you to hear this episode and hear our conversation. We became fast friends and I know that you are going to glean tons of wisdom from Polly. So let's get to it. Hey, Polly. Hey, Kelsey. It is so good to have you. I have been a longtime fan of your planners. Can you just kind of tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about Horatio and how you got started, your journey? Tell us it all. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm just so excited to be talking to you. I love your podcast. Just wanted to uh, put that out there. But um, a little bit about my story. So... I started Horatio Printing back in 2014. Our 2015 planner was the first one. And my story really starts a couple years before that. I always had a dream to start my own business, but at the time I really just didn't have enough space in my schedule to actually work on my own dreams, which I'm sure it's like easy to relate to. And Basically, I was reading a book in August of 2014 called The Artisan's Soul by Erwin McManus. And in his book, the thesis is just that we are created in the image of God and therefore we have divine imagination. As humans, we're able to take the invisible and turn it into reality. And I just took that to heart so much that I'm an artist and that my life is going to be a work of art. And at the time, if I was looking at my life and really being honest about it, it was a total mess. Um, I just wasn't living in a healthy lifestyle. And I was really caught up in just like the New York lifestyle and, and caught up in a lot of things I shouldn't have been. And I just wasn't making time for the dreams and passions in my heart. And this book just really rocked my world one night, and I decided right then and there that I had to make a planner to help me really create a tool to redesign my life. 
And that's how the first planner was born. I stayed up all night designing that planner. And um, a week later, I reached out to two of my friends that were interning at the company I was working at at the time. And I asked them, you know, would you be willing to help me design this? And they were on board. And three months later, we had a thousand planners showing up um, and shipping out to customers. So it was a really quick um, kind of story of fruition. But I guess I could tell you a little bit about my personal background. I'm from Fairhope, Alabama, born and raised in the South, um, went to Auburn, studied PR, and then moved to New York about nine years ago. And so when I moved to New York, I did an internship in PR and worked in the ad tech business for about six and a half years. Um, I did both marketing and sales. And I really, um, I really thrived in that environment. I was really good at meeting people. I was really good at taking people out and making friendships and selling people the advertisements that I was selling. And I liked it. It was very um, powerful and very, um, I just kind of got to make my own business in a sense as a salesperson. Um, but that night when I was reading Irwin's book, I really felt like God told me in my heart that despite the mess I was in in my life, he was going to take my passion for, you know, meeting people and just my ability to create new friendships. And he was going to turn that into a ministry of encouragement for people. And he was going to take these talents that I thought I was using as a salesperson. And he was going to take those talents, talents and use them for his kingdom. Wow. And that really rocked me and just kind of kind of took me and carried me through creating Horatio. Wow. That is so cool. So three months, how can you t- tell us and kind of expand a little more on how the heck did you sell a thousand planners in the first three months? So I'm a firm believer that you can do anything in three months. I planned my wedding in three months. I made Horatio in three months. I think, you know, you know, five-year goals and year goals are great, but I think three-month goals are just really powerful if you really, really set your mind to it um, and create a plan. So Basically, with Horatio, I'm not going to take the credit. It was all God. Like, I put it out there. You know, I'm connected to Hillsong, New York City, and the church just really um, accepted Horatio with open arms and helped us to just get it out there through Instagram and social media. Um, But from the fruition of that August to, you know, October and then November, Um, It was just such a whirlwind. We made the planner. We designed the planner in like a month. We found our printing house and um, the rest was history. We just, it just grew with word of mouth, which was, it really was a God thing. Like I can't even take um, marketing credit for it. That is incredible and truly like um, highlights the favor of God. And it's not that anyone is more favored than the next. We're all favored. So what, what does that say in your in your opinion, about striving and trying to move the needle on our own? Where does our stewardship of making a dream happen and God's part in moving the needle come in? And how do those two intersect? That is such a good question. (laughs) I still really struggle with striving. I've always, I was like the youngest in my family. I've always just tried so hard to like prove myself. Like I'm smart. I can do this. I'm competent, you know? And, um, as a salesperson, you know, you're always trying to strive to like hit your goal and like, you know, prove that you can do this and you're capable. And um, so I definitely still struggle with striving. It's it's a 
constant battle. And I, I, it's hard to believe anyone if they've really, I mean, maybe people have like completely conquered it, but it's tough, you know? Um, I think that God steps in when he is, for me, at least in my circumstances, when I fully just surrender to him and his will. Um, I think jumping into this dream and just having full faith and moving forward definitely just provided that success. I think a lot of times we'll, I have ideas of what I think would be good or what would work in a different product that we've put out and it completely failed. Um, you know, it, it's not like everything's been so just easy peasy. Um, I've definitely had a lot of products that flopped and we've had ideas or, you know, movements in terms of our dream planning parties that soared and I had no idea people were going to host a dream planning party in their house and then 150 people sign up. Um, So it's like you never really know but if God puts it on your heart like why not give it a whirl because you never know if it's going to really work out. And also I think the planner worked out because there wasn't a lot of beautiful Christian planners. I mean sometimes the term Christian Um, like a Christian movie or a Christian this and that, like it can kind of be like a B rating, you know? And I just said, why aren't there any beautiful things for Christian planners? And now there are like a lot more in the market, um, but it's like we should have the most beautiful, inspiring stuff because we are co-laboring with God, you know, using our imagination. Like why not have the most excellence there? Absolutely, and I love kind of your take on that of, you know, we are co-laboring with God and he is the creator of creativity. And so that is, I I love your heart to bring excellence. Um, when, you know, the niche Christianity is involved because you're right. A lot of times the quality is berating. So, you know, when, when secular companies are doing a better job than us, then I don't, blame, you know, consumers for spending their dollars there. So yeah, thank you for, you know, creating something that's excellent, beautiful, and totally captures the heart of God. I think it's really cool. Thank you. So I would love to touch on failure. I know you mentioned that you had some flops. I've had a few life lessons in failure this year and whoa, it's like a total blow to your ego. Um, I would love for you to kind of shed light on your journey, how you've processed failure, um, what that, you know, what the follow-up of failure looked like for you, um, the disappointment, anything you have to say there. Yeah, so it's definitely an ongoing thing. I'm still facing lots of failure um, this year specifically. Um, One thing I learned practically with failure in terms of my products was if there's not enough heart, it's not going to work. Like if you're just putting something together and not putting your real heart into it, um, when the way you create it with what you're putting in in terms of the content, it's I've just seen a really low success rate (laughs) So that's like practical. But um, in terms of dealing with failure, like you said, it's a big blow to your ego, which I think, you know, anytime we have ego involved, we're depending on ourselves and we're not depending on God. You know, when we succeed, God should be glorified in it. And that's why he calls the unqualified. That's why he co-labors with us in things that we never thought we could do. Um, he doesn't call us because we're qualified, because if we were qualified, we'd get cocky and egotistical that it was our own doing and it's our own power. 
And um, I think failure is good to redirect into the things that he actually wants us to do. It's also a good um, a time to go, all right, well, maybe this this wasn't my door, you know, and this was someone else's lane and that's okay. I think for me, like when last year when I created the Heavenly Planner, that's definitely been like a theme of meditation for me for the past few years is when I feel like the things of this world are crashing down on me and my, well, my little boat is sinking. It's like, if I can shift my eyes to heaven and really think about the promise that God has for me, then I can, I can rise above any failure I'm dealing with because I haven't failed in God's eyes. I'm not a failure. And if I call myself a failure, that's not God speaking. You know, he mm, speaks, yes. he looks at us and sees his beautiful child that loves us very much. Um, and I heard a really great quote the other day of like, well, what do you think success is? And this girl said, true success to me is how much I truly believe I'm loved. And that just rocked my world because I'm like, yeah. all right, we've got to hit this mark. We've got to get this launch, you know, like we've got to get this many subscribers or whatever it is. And like, what if I just sit back and say how much I truly believe I'm loved? Um, and it's it's taking a step back and really just putting your eyes on God that for me helps me to get out of the rut of Oh, I'm, I failed, you know? Yeah. Wow. I, I love that. And it's, it's a good reminder for me because I, you know, I, I can assume just from our conversation that you're a doer and you like to get things done and strategize and make it happen. And that is so me. Um, but this year has been a pretty hard lesson on, you know, I get to steward my part, but it's God who ultimately moves the needle. And when I, live and striving, um, I'm exhausted and, uh, the victories don't even feel like victories because I'm exhausted. And then when I like hold my business with open hands, um, and really let God do his thing, I have so much more momentum. I'm so much more rested. And so, um, it's just, it's, it's a journey. Being a business owner is a journey. So what do you have to say about one thing I heard you say is staying in your lane. And I know it is so easy to look around and be like, well, this, this girl's keynoting at this conference and this girl's doing this. And my, this, I'm sure for you, this company just released this or the founder of this company just did this. Um, what, how do you stay in your lane and what have been some lessons you've learned, um, pertaining to that along the way? That's a good one. Um, I had to really learn to stay in my own lane when I started having a couple people kind of mimic what I was doing. And it and I just felt like this attack from the enemy, you know, of everyone's going to steal your stuff. Like you're going to run out. It's scarcity. There's not enough custom. You know, it's like when you have all these people competing, you get this scarcity bug. And the yes. truth about that anxiety that just chokes you out is... Um, it's not a message from God, you know, like Second Timothy 1.7, like he didn't give us a spirit of anxiety or fear, but of sound mind and self-discipline and power. I know I didn't repeat that one exactly right, but you know the one I'm talking yeah. about. And um, if we did all the things we saw people doing, we wouldn't do them well. You know, it's, it's important to focus on one thing and really do it well and let people thrive, let people succeed. There's enough for everybody. And like you're in your lane for a purpose. And the more anxiety you have, the more your creativity and your joy is just choked out of your day and your life. And if the 
enemy can get a hold of your creativity, he's he's got a hold. And that's something you just want to break through and forgive yourself, forgive that competitor for copying you or, you know, just forgive yourself for getting stuck in that Instagram, you know, um, stalking hour that happened or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, because it's easy to do and we all do it. And it's just a matter of intake. If there's a problem with that, um, not staying in your own lane, it's a problem of intake and just having too much time on your phone or too much time researching. It's good to research. It's good to find out what people are doing and understand the marketplace. But if it stops you from doing what God put on your heart individually, then it's unhealthy. And just being aware of it, I think, is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, what would you say are the crossroads between um, having all of this business strategy and godly wisdom? I think, you know, we God gives us strategy through the form of, you know, traditional consultants and courses and continued education. But um, a lesson I, you know, kind of have walked through this year is um, I really started to carry the weight of all the business tips and things to do and what to implement and funnels um, over what God was individually telling me. Um, and at, at one point I had to come to a place of, I'm, I'm going to stop like this constant learning of all the things to do and just pause and see what God wants me to do. Um, have you experienced that? Have you, I, and I'm a lifelong learner. Like I love the next e-course, the next business book, but I, I really kind of overloaded myself with all the strategies and I needed to step back and be like, God, what do you want? What is your strategy? Um, have you experienced that? Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that God will give you the lessons as you need them. Um, organically. I really do. I think he will give you the lessons you need organically. And when you feel it on your spirit, when something comes to you, like a book that you like, you just have it on your spirit that like, I am supposed to read that book, or I know without a doubt, I'm supposed to take this class. Then by all means, read the book, take the class. Um, but I've just found God has organically placed me in, pl- in the space of learning when I needed it. Like I'm about to start this coaching program, my first ever coaching program ever as the coach and yesterday Robin Wilkerson sent me the book about shattering the stained glass ceiling um, strategic guides for coaching you know and I was just like wow God like thanks I needed this book you know like it's just it for me I just feel like God will give you the resources when you need but a lot of it's internal I took a um, business mastery course with Tony Robbins in London a year and a half ago and I'll tell you the biggest takeaway I had from that class was this guy Keith Robinson I believe that's his name um, Keith Cunningham sorry came and spoke and one of the biggest lessons he gave was the only thing that's really kept my business afloat is taking strategic time and he calls it thinking time where you ask yourself right out like five or six really important questions that you need to answer and you just sit there in silence and answer the questions and it's because the truth is within you and your own truth and your own strategy is within you and we don't take time to sit down and ask ourselves these questions within and you know if we sit down and say if I need to get there like what what's my brainstorm you know like sit there and just think and he said that has been the most successful business strategy 
And I think that's really powerful. Um, if you're going to take time to, you know, take the e-courses or take this, like take time to be by yourself as well, because you'll surprise yourself with what you've already learned and what you have inside you. You know, like God gave you that mind um, for a reason. So put it to work. I love that. Well, I would love for you to share about your coaching program and what you're doing and how you're getting to equip women. Yeah. So we were kind of mentioning this before, like we have a lot of people messaging us and wanting to pick our brain. And so I've had just so many dreamers reach out and say, Hey, I'm starting this business or I want to start a business. Or I wrote that in my planner within the past couple years. And I've been wanting just to help. And every now and then I had you know, time and margin to like answer those emails individually, but I wanted to create a program. And the key purpose is just encouragement and accountability. And then also to pass on key resources in the areas that these women need specifically. Um, so the program is just three months, January 1st through March 15th. It's a one-on-one call. Um, two like group learning sessions online through like Google Hangouts um, per month and weekly like homework assignments where they'll put to practice like thinking time based on their specific business needs. Um, and I'll also just be sharing like my favorite books and resources and that sort of thing um, and just providing insight based on what they need for their type of business because everyone's doing different things, which is beautiful. Um, So I didn't want to create the course before meeting the women. So it's going to be very fluid and organic. Oh, I love, fluid is my word. You're speaking my language. (laughs) Very cool. So have you seen some common threads um, in your journey with, you know, equipping dreamers of some common threads of what makes someone successful? I would obviously say like leaning into what God's saying, um, but you know, off the top of your head, have you, do you have any insight or tips for our listeners of how they could really make their dream a reality? I think leaning into trusting God um, is huge in making your dream a reality. I also think starting somewhere, like so many people don't have dreams to come to fruition because they haven't declared it or written it down or been brave enough to just say, hey, this is on my heart. I really have this dream. Or when I was a child, this was what I really wanted. And if I was honest with myself, it's still there in my soul for a purpose. So um, I think declaring it is truly the biggest thing. Um, The other thing about making your dream come true is if you want it to happen, if you want to, you know, have a more successful marriage, for example, or if you want to learn how to be a pilot, or if you want to learn French, if you want any of these things to come to fruition, they have to show up on your schedule. You have to make Mm -hmm. time for it. If our schedule is just like everything we have to do so we don't get fired or we don't, you know, get in trouble or whatever, um, it's not really a life plan. It's just a, I've got to get this done, oh God help me plan, you know? And so making time for things that you really want to do and who you really want to become, um, it has to show up on your schedule. So I do think that that's important. Someone staying consistent, giving themselves grace because we all need to give ourselves grace. We're not gonna be perfect at it. We're not gonna keep a hold of our schedule perfectly every week, every day. Um, but someone that trusts God to bring the victory and will come back and try and try again no matter what. Those are the people that really see their dreams come to fruition. Man, that's good. I, I'm just, I, 
I can't wait to see kind of what you get to do with um, this coaching component because it's it's clear that you have a gift there. So I'm just, I'm really excited for you. Um, something you just mentioned is, you know, briefly was marriage. And I know you're married. What is it like being a CEO while juggling, um, you know, being married? How do you um, excel at both? Because I find that the language around a man growing in his career, and this was kind of really mapped out in the book Lean In, a man never questions whether he can have it all. You know, uh, stereotypically, he really believes he can advance in his career and maintain a healthy marriage. But often women are faced with the idea, and I think we've culturally instilled this in our, in, you know, Christian culture or whatever, uh, that you get to have your family or a career, but you're not going to be the best wife if you're, you know, um, working all the time. And I, you know, obviously disagree with that, but it is work to reprogram ourselves. Um, I know that I've experienced, you know, seasons of just guilt uh, or, you know, some balance, you know, really is like a unicorn. And sometimes you have more, um, more heavy business seasons and your marriage kind of is on autopilot, um, for lack of better words, or vice versa. Um, and, and my husband and I have really focused on connection this year in the midst of very busy seasons. I, you know, have, um, you know, a business that's growing and he's in school. So how do you do that? What do you have to say um, to that kind of realm? I think you said it really well, Kelsey, like spending time in connection, FaceTime is so important. Not the phone app, but face-to-face <laughs> time. FaceTime's great too, um, if, you, if you're not in the same city. But communication, that sounds like the corniest um, answer, but one way that I found like super practical and successful just within the past two months of my marriage. And it's been a very trying season, just trying to get enough funding for the next planner. And um, we just started a warehouse. And so I've got my first employees. I've got major overhead from running a warehouse, um, whereas that used to be kind of more automated and back burner and less on my plate. There seems to be more. Um, so it's it's definitely been like a stressful but exciting year. My husband's super supportive, which is super helpful. Yeah. Um, but one of the practical things I'd love to share is we started this journal called the Navigators Council, created by um, Beating 50%, the amazing couple, Audrey and Jeremy Roloff. And it's a journal that you fill out once a week. You both answer six questions. And it's six super simple, easy questions that just help you connect. What, what brought you joy this week? What was hard this week? What's one thing I can do for you? What's an unconfessed sin or issue or something you want to resolve? Um, what's a dream that's kind of been on the forefront of your mind? And there's one more. I always forget the last one. But anyways, that simple thing of just asking each other questions, even if it's in written form, is powerful. Um, I love that. Yeah. It also has a little schedule in it each week, just really, really simple. So you can at least say, all right, well, which night are we definitely having date night? Because I think that's important. As simple as like, you know, we're going to have date night and that's how it's going to be. And I try my best to like cook as many meals as I can and just try to like be home and put work aside so I can decompress, I can get creative in the kitchen, and then I can enjoy you know, meals without phones. 
with my husband. And that's really just been working for us. But, you know, it's seasonal. Sometimes I really need this. Sometimes I really need that. He's the same way. Um, Every season is different and you have to be flexible. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, You know, you might get in a groove for one season and then circumstances change because a business is ever evolving or their life is, you know, their work life is evolving. And so, you know, once you're in one groove, you've got to adapt to the next. Yeah. um, being kind of, like you said earlier, uh, fluid, um, and being willing, you know, I, I think I say a lot, I think the best characteristic in a partner is just willingness because <laughs> when you're willing to adapt or to, um, serve one another or to make changes or to, you know, really support that the partner, um, the other partner, it really goes a long way. You know, we might not be perfect, but we're definitely willing. So it, it, it really helps. So, um, I love what you had to say there and I'm definitely going to link up that, um, Audrey and the, the roll-offs planner in the show notes, because that is really cool. I'm, I'm interested. I would love to do that with David, uh, my husband. Every time we sit down on a, on a date, Um, it's kind of making fun of me, but he leans across the table and he's like, okay, so tell me your dreams (laughs) because I, I mean, that's how I speak my language of like, that's how I connect is, you know, dreaming with someone. And he is, is, um, he's more the steady, like my head's in the clouds and he's the steady roots day to day. Um, so we have to learn to speak each other's language a lot oh, of the time. Oh, I love that. But I would love for you to kind of talk about this new warehouse. Um, I know you've become the warehouse for other companies um, and what it's like to make such a big leap, the pressure of managing people. Um, do you consider yourself more of a visionary or more of a manager or kind of a mix of both, you know? I'd say that I definitely, I can play the role of a manager for a season, but I don't thrive there for long term. So I would love to kind of hear how you juggle all that. What are your strengths? What are your favorite parts of it? All of that. That's huge. Yeah. So I think I'm the same that you just mentioned. Like I'm a mix, but I definitely don't thrive as the manager. Um, my big issue is consistency, like trying to set up a really great, all right, this is what we're going to do, like Monday morning calls and, you know, check-ins and, you know, really great feedback loops and, you know, quarterly goals. Um, and that's that's basically why I built a planner. It's not because I've always just been so naturally good at this. It's like I literally need help um, staying accountable and creating this type of structure. And so, and I'm also very forgetful, which is why the planner is never not by my side. So with the warehouse, basically that came to fruition because I had worked with four different warehouses and my experience was was just horrible. Um, It was too expensive. It was cutting into the margin. We weren't able to sustain it. Um, There was a lot of issues and mistakes and overcharging and we couldn't even get like USPS priority rates or you know the boxes that come along with that so um, logistically it was just a nightmare and I know for a lot of small businesses um, fulfillment and distribution is a huge pain point and I always knew oh I'm definitely going to outsource I'm never going to bring this in-house I studied Tim Ferriss's book the four-hour work week which is all about outsource 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 so you can escape and join the new rich you know so that was something I'd read years ago that So I was never going to bring this in-house. But 
as we needed more quality assurance and we needed to be able to unbox our kits from last year and get those materials out um it just started i had this thing on my heart this year just this is something i think i need to look into and my mom had a passion for this piece of property she has in southern alabama and she always wanted to like house women on it and protect them and and it was just beautiful story that my mom told me and I said, well, that would just be really neat to have a warehouse where we could do something like that. And so we looked into it and it didn't really pan out. And so I didn't know if that was gonna work out. And my dear friend had just moved to Florida and she, um, God had basically told her, you need to go to Florida. And she was like, okay, God, I don't know where I'm going. And six months later, she, I was telling her about my dilemma with the warehouses and what to do. And she said, well, why don't you look at spaces here in Orlando? And I just said, okay and I just hopped down you know the rabbit hole and started calling people and everything was like three times more expensive than I could even fathom purchasing or you know renting and it was also way too long of a lease and this guy called me the next day and it was like this answered prayer he had a place for a year and a half he had it a third of the price that any other warehouses I had heard of um and he was like, you know, I just love that you're a Christian company and I just have a really great feeling about this and I'm not even gonna put it on the market. If you want it, it's yours. And that was just like, oh my, wow. you know, like I wasn't even sure this was a thing, but God just threw open the door. And so we walked through that door and we just said, we'll figure it out as we go. And Pam, um, my friend who is our operations manager there, she used to be an account manager with me in New York in advertising. So she's way overqualified for this job. Um, and I really trust her. And so she had started volunteering at this amazing organization in Orlando called the Samaritan Village, which rescues women from human trafficking and helps them to rehabilitate within you know, a year and a half to two years. And part of the program is finding work for these women once they're at a stage where they're able to work. So that's part of our mission now is to be able to hire these women in our warehouse to work and to fulfill the orders. Um, at this point, the women aren't exactly ready to do part-time work, but we're meeting them, we're learning them, they're coming in to volunteer and help, um, you know, a couple times a month. So the foundations are being laid and trust is being built and I'm just so excited because at the beginning of the year this has never been on my bucket list this was never like oh I have a dream for this um it was completely just God said hey get ready um I know you said you never wanted to do that here you go you know now you're doing it and then other people started to reach out because they had the same issue so now we are the warehouse for two other businesses and there's been so many growing pains but we're learning it's refining us Wow, that is incredible that, you know, your dilemma that you created a solution to became a solution for other, you know, businesses and um, you really get to empower and be a part of their success as well. I think that's incredible and really cool to see how God opens doors, you know, that no man can truly close because that's, uh, I mean, it's really, um, the kindness of God. That's, that's amazing. Um, I would love for you to kind of share about what you've got coming up in the year ahead. Um, so we have a couple projects that we're working on. Some are like super top secret. Um, <laughs> share whatever you can. 
Um, well, our planners are kind of the main focus we're on right now. The business coaching program is definitely at the forefront. That's starting January through March. And I guess I'll go ahead and spill the beans about one of our projects. We are creating um, next year a seasonal box. So I know everyone's like, oh, FabFitFun, you know, they're already doing it. But I wanna create this seasonal box that helps people enter new seasons of life um, and be able to really step into spring and summer and fall and winter with amazing products from amazing companies Um, including Horatio, that just really help you on your journey of knowing God more and fulfilling your purpose and your destiny that he has placed on you. Um, So that's something that we're we're working on right now that I'm really, really excited about. Um, It'll be like a subscription or you can buy by the box. Um, And it's really going to help us as a business create these products that God has placed on my heart that we simply haven't had the finances to print that I know they are going to touch someone and that that they're supposed to be made and they're supposed to be in someone's hands. Um, So I'm hoping that this kind of becomes the seed to create those products. One of the first things in our first box is going to be our Seasons of Soap. So a soap Bible study um, journal that takes you through five seasons of life, season of finding purpose, wisdom, um, going through transition, uh, going through anxiety, and then finding joy. And it's a 14-day journey that has, you know, a scripture for each day. And it's going to be, you know, Horatio Printing Excellence in terms of paper quality and binding. It's going to be a brand new look for for our brand. Um, And they're all around the topics that I think are the most important for right now in our culture. You know, finding your purpose, discovering God's wisdom, and, you know, getting through transitions and anxieties um, and discovering joy, not just happiness, but joy. So that's in the first box. And we are, um, I guess, like 95% done with that journal. So that's our big thing on the horizon that I'm so excited about. That is so cool. I love that it's going to touch on all of those seasons and specifically anxiety, because I find that you know, so many people who are launching their dreams, even with the peace of God, still struggle with anxiety. Um, have you experienced a lot of anxiety in running your businesses and kind of, you know, over the past few years of getting your dreams off the ground? I know I have, and it's it has been a, a year of really um, putting into practice, like how do I create peace in my life and how do I really lean into God and not, you know, ride the anxiety roller coaster depending on, you know, what my numbers look like. Um, totally. It, it's a, it's a challenge. Um, have you experienced that? Oh, constantly. Um, yeah. it is a constant battle to overcome anxiety. Um, especially now that I have people on my payroll and like, I'm, paying myself and then paying New York rent, you know, and yeah, um, it's, it's so overwhelming. It, it, yeah. And I think that's normal and it's okay to admit it. It's tough to, you know, run a business. It's tough to do most anything, not just being a, you know, entrepreneur, but, um, what's helped me kind of get through it. I heard an, ma- an amazing sermon by Stephen Furtick on the topic of anxiety. If you Google Stephen Furtick anxiety, it'll probably pop up. Um, But that one just blew my mind. And his big thing that he touches on is intake. You know, like, what are you taking in? You know, like, Mm. if you're taking in all the news and all the feeds and all of this, 
you're bound to have anxiety. Like that's, you know, we've got like this shock collar on our cell phone, you know, that we're just getting buzz, buzz, buzz of anxiety. Um, I think I also got a lot of anxiety from just watching sales. I would just like stare at it. And it's like, why am I watching something? Like how often do we stare at something and, and get anxious about something we can't control? Like that's the easiest way to get anxiety is to stare and to dwell on something you absolutely can't control. Um, and so just being aware of that and just turning to God and saying, all right, if I want to have peace, I have to make space for that. I have to make time. I have to make meditation. I have to go take care of myself and work out and clear my mind. If I want to make space for the peace that God has for me, if I'm not making, you know, space for peace, my prayer for peace, isn't really going to help that much. Right. I mean, it it can, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, up to us to create our future and if we want our future to have peace in it we have to make time and space for it you are speaking my language have you gone through a significant change in um creating margin in your life because this is a conversation i'm having quite frequently lately um especially with doers who ultimately love to fill their schedule to the brim, but then find themselves resenting the things they usually love because it's just too full. And for me, the the missing piece was creating margin and saying no to even things I really enjoy. Or, you know, if that day is going to have three events in it, don't pack a fourth, add it to another day. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that's been a big lesson for me this year. Yeah, I, I talk about... Um... One of the things to help people with peace and creating space in their schedule is every day I go to the spa. And by that, I mean I make a specific plan of action for tomorrow. I do that around five or six when I'm trying to close up shop, like typically before I start cooking dinner. Um, And I just create a plan for tomorrow and I create space for breaks. I create space for Bible study. I create at least something that I know is going to be really fun and exciting or, you know, even if it's just taking a walk or, you know, a date night or whatever it is that I'm going to enjoy. Um, and then I can close the book on my work and know that my tomorrow is planned and it's purposeful. And that exercise alone has helped me be more productive, but also just have a little more margin. It also helps me with my headspace during the night because I've got my plan for tomorrow. And if something pops in my head, I can go run and put that on there as well. Um, but that's really what I do. I like to create that specific plan of action. I use my little A New Day notepad to do that. Um, I love that. I really love that. First, I was like, wow, the spa every day. Um, Doesn't that sound but, nice? <laughs> I was like, man, business is good. Um, <laughs> but I, I like that even better. I think it's more practical. So um, I really enjoyed our conversation. This has been such a fun chat. I would love to hear, you know, you've mentioned some golden resources throughout this. But for our listeners, um, obviously, your resources, please tell everyone where they can find, you know, Horatio um resources and then also like have you have any books um or podcasts or interviews videos you name it have have you found anything to be so impactful that you'd like to share it um what have been some kind of guiding resources for you oh yeah so many okay 
<laughs> so I'll start with mine. HurryShowPrinting.com is where you can find our planners. If you want to check out the coaching program or if you want to host your own dream planning party with your friends, you don't even have to have a planner. All you have to do is say yes. You can have a little party in your living room, celebrate New Year's and set some goals with your friends. We give you all of the free resources and downloads for you to do so. Um, So I definitely would recommend checking that out. Um, In terms, and one thing to mention about our planners that I forgot in the podcast is um, we do give 10% of every sale to A21 to fight human trafficking. So if you're not familiar with that organization, please go check them out. That's a huge mission and purpose on my heart is to fight for freedom for those that are marginalized. Um, I'm actually going December 9th to A21's headquarters in Greece. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but I'll be documenting and um, creating something on YouTube and also in our Instagram story to show you the... um, the story and it's in Thessaloniki which I just put together like yesterday that's that's where the Thessalonians was you know originated so I love it yeah other resources the artisan soul I mentioned I would recommend that in a heartbeat um and for podcasts I really love Oprah's super soul Sunday okay Brene Brown she's like the first one she interviewed part one and part two is gold like literally oh. gold the other podcast I love is Guy Raz, How I Built This. It's so yes. inspiring to hear from the ground up what people have created and go, hearing their struggles just makes me go, oh, thank God them they, they had this issue too, you know. Um, yeah. So those are definitely, and I have a whole list of my favorite books that I can link, give you the link, Kelsey, to put below. Yes, please. Yeah, that they're all categorized wonderful. based on like what they're for, so... That is perfect. I I love resources. And so I already listened to how I built this, but I don't know why. I, I knew Oprah had like the video Super Soul Sunday version on TV, but I didn't know she had a podcast. So I will be going there. I just listened to Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness and it was so good. Oh, she's amazing. It, she rocks my world. And um, I just love her. And I, I love Oprah too. So, <laughs> Me too. Um, I've listened to some really good interviews with her on on some episodes. I just sometimes search people's name just to hear more of their story on the podcast app. Um, but I, I have so enjoyed chatting. I will be linking up all of Horatio's links. Um, I know our listeners um, are really, if they haven't already heard of you guys, they're going to love y'all. I love that you um, do the dream plan planning parties for free that's such a generous gift to your community and I just think that's really neat and I also love A21 so the fact that y'all give back to A21 is pretty incredible and thank you for joining us absolutely it was such a pleasure well your wisdom has been treasured by me and I know our listeners will love it and so I can't wait to connect in the future we'll have to do something like this again Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other.